The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so Winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Chris Pratt, 21, will be yes, voicing Garfield. Check out poddex.com. That's right. Take your Guardians of the Galaxy star Chris Pratt line. is going to be the voice of Garfield in an upcoming animated movie. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that a new animated feature about the cat is coming down the pipeline, courtesy of Alkin Entertainment. Pratt will also be voicing the Mushroom Kingdom's favorite plumber, Mario, in an upcoming adaptation which is a double dose of Star-Lord no one could have possibly predicted. Seriously, for all the jokes we make about having 2021 bingo cards, there's no way anyone could have imagined Chris Pratt voicing Garfield the Cat and Mario the Mustached Mushroom Man. Garfield was created by comic artist Jim Davis in 1978. He had an animated TV series in the late 80s and early 90s, starred in several animated movies, was even voiced by comedy legend Bill Murray in two computer-animated features. In news that drives us some hope, the new Garfield will have a script by Oscar-nominated Finding Nemo scribe David Reynolds. Chicken Little director Mark Dindle will helm the project. Reynolds, Reynolds <coughs> excuse me, and Dindle previously worked together in the funny family favorite, The Emperor's New Groove. That means there's some talent behind the project, even if we're not sure audiences are chomping at the bit for another Garfield adaptation. It'll be interesting at least to see how this new adaptation tackles the famous feline. There's no word yet if the feature will be animated in 2D or 3D, or if it will be 3D intercut with footage of live-action performance like the 2004 and 2006 films. There isn't any other casting news yet either, so we don't know who's taking on the role of Garfield's owner, John Arbuckle. Garfield's favorite punching bag, Odie the dog, 
doesn't talk in any of the adaptations, so we're not likely to get casting news for him. However, they decided to make Garfield for 2020, 2020's audiences. Here's hoping they don't bring back Garfield's talking cat nemesis. Normal. That kind of news would make everyone hate Mondays. Hey, leave a comment in the comment section below. What do you think about a new Garfield movie? Are you a fan of Garfield the Cat? I actually read some of the comics of Garfield. Not much, but I could handle another animated Garfield movie if the story was good. And now, our final topic, diving into Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho is the horror equivalent of an up-tempo cover song. It's a fun romp with some impressive bells and whistles, even if it can't capture the magic of the classics to which it owes its whole existence. Director and co-writer Edgar Wright, otherwise known for his comedic work with Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, crafts a psychological thriller about moving to London from a small English town. When it comes to that specific dynamic, he's quite adept at creating a feeling of being overwhelmed. On the other hand, the story's supernatural and mystery elements burst to life only on a few occasions. That too, when they're overly calling attention to their influences. But the film also moves smoothly and ryth rhythmically enough to be enjoyable for the most part. While it doesn't have the same gimmick or even genre as Baby Driver, Wright's most recent effort, itself an homage to Walter Hill's crime thriller The Driver, feels cut from the same musical cloth, opening with a stage-like silhouette of teenager Eloise Turner, dancing while clad in a self-designed dress made from newspapers before the lights come up to reveal a quaint countryside bedroom littered with mannequins. Eloise has just been accepted to study fashion in London, and despite her grandmother's warnings about the city's seedy characters, its leering men in particular, she's excited to go. She also has a sixth sense, which she and her grandmother discuss with surprising frankness. This allows her to catch glimpses of her late mother in her bedroom mirror. While this particular part of her backstory never amounts to much, the matter-of-fact nature of her ability sets up a tale in which more inviting and eventually more visions take center stage. However, the film's strongest elements have little to do with the paranormal. When Eloise arrives at her university dorms, she stands out as a country mouse in a sea of fancy city folk, especially her roommate, Jocasta, a two-faced mean girl type draped in designer outfits. While she has fewer scenes with Eloise as the film goes on, she's practically absent in the second half, she helps paint a more complete picture of the crushing weight felt by the incoming students. Where Jocasta responds to the pressure by fashioning a hardened personality, Eloise nearly breaks and, in an act of self-preservation, moves to a small, unassuming apartment leased out to her by a stern landlady who radiates an uncanny warmth, Miss Collins. The apartment's old-fashioned decor gels perfectly with Eloise's love for clothing and music of the past. She loves the place, even if the flashing lights from a nearby French bakery fill the room with alternating washes of red and blue, an excuse to create an occasional visual resemblance to Italian horror films about young women in new academic settings like Suspiria and Phenomena. Even though this aesthetic is rarely used to any real dramatic or environmental effect, 
Eloise falls even deeper in love with the apartment on her first night there, when she's whisked away into a dream of Soho in the mid-1960s. Night after night, she closes her eyes and enters the story of Sandy, a young singer who once lived in the same room and whose wide-eyed artistic dreams match her own, and Jack, a suave nightclub manager whose interest in Sandy seems to straddle a fine line between business and romance. Wright puts on a dazzling visual display when he brings Eloise and us into the swirl. Eloise is alternating when he sees things through Sandy's eyes and from behind mirrors in which she stands in for Sandy's reflection, as if she's both a participant and an observer in a lushly designed period film with eye-popping sets and costumes. By day, memories of Sandy begin to influence Eloise's work, while by night, Eloise dances her way through Sandy's experiences. As a combination of seamless digital tricks and bold choreography results in fascinating long-take sequences where Smith switches between swinging around ballrooms with McKinsey and Taylor Joy as if the two actresses were occupying the same space. However, the dreamy frolic soon gives way to something darker, both as Sandy's story takes winding turns and as Eloise crosses path with a strange old man who might have a connection to these events. Before long, Eloise's visions begin to reflect her fears and her grandmother's fears of encroaching male impositions. As a young girl in a crowded new city, she has to put up with more harassment than she's used to, and as Sandy's parallel story becomes a charged version of her own, it results in waking nightmares of faceless men whose twisted appearance pays homage to Roman Polanski's pul repulsion another psychological thriller from which Last Night in Soho borrows several cues. Though not as thoughtfully in whom body Eloise's fears of assault and unwanted sexual attention. Given Eloise's sheltered nature in her new university environment, her fears lie adjacent to a more general anxiety surrounding sex, partying, and adult life. These in turn end up contrasted by the presence of a boyish suitor, her sweet and helpful classmate John, who seems almost dimensionless in his one-track simplicity. Though not without narrative reason, it works when the film wants to provide Eloise with a reprieve and an opportunity to return to the carefree innocence of her pre-college days. But John also feels incredibly malformed when Wright attempts to use his blackness as a slapdash parallel to Eloise's feelings of outsidership. When Eloise is pulled further into Sandy's harrowing mystery, Wright's influences become more overt between visual nods to various Hitchcock films and several attempts, both occasional and unsuccessful. All the kind of unsettling voyeurism Michael Powell cemented in the collective horror consciousness with the slasher movie Peeping Tom. As it's most charged, it creates moments that feel ripped right out of classic as the camera closes in and fixates on actresses' eyes, Wright skillfully crafts, crafts a few operatic moments in the vein of gory, schlock horror, but these are often fleeting and they feel disjointed since they clash with the film's otherwise polished approach. The Sandy-centric mystery presses against the walls of Eloise's sanity, allowing McKenzie to let loose with the kind of fearless woman-gone-mad horror performance that was more common in decades past. But that mystery also proves to be the film's undoing when it matters most. 
it's generally unengaging and not all that hard to figure out. So when it's twists and turns, it ought to be shocking. Unless it only shrugs. However, despite the eventual third act of failings, including moments when Wright's thematic approach to misogyny begin to feel flimsy, Last Night in Soho has more than enough momentum and visual flair to ensure that even its most familiar moments are never boring. Now, if only Wright would actually make a musical. So, before I give you my verdict, I want to let I want to hear what you guys think about the movie. Leave a comment in the comment section below. Did you watch Last Night in Soho? Did you like it? Um, how would you rank it among Edgar Wright's movies? Is it at the top or near the bottom? Let me know in the comment section below. So finally, my verdict. Last Night in Soho's biggest strengths and weaknesses come from the same place. Its attempt to replicate much better psychological horror from decades past. However, despite everything that doesn't work, its musical energy keeps it fun. And now, our final segment, which we like to call the Pondex segment. So, each episode we dig into the Pondex app, which you can find on the um, Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And we pull one card from their virtual film night deck. I guess it's actually called movie night, excuse me. And today... Uh, today's question is, what is your favorite comedy movie? That's tough. Um, favorite comedy. That would be, I'm just going to pull up a list of comedy movies because I can't think of anything. Oh, comedy, I would, um... Shaun of the Dead. Let us know what your favorite comedy is in the comment section below. Thanks for watching, and as always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search The Cinema Gold Show. Be sure to give this video a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button so you will be notified of future videos. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.